Yo, 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 it's CJ, the Day Slay on the Upgrade America podcast 2.0. You already know. Happy Resurrection Day, Easter, or whatever you celebrate. I hope you had a good one. Uh, we went in on this episode, especially me. Um, got a little passionate, but I hope you guys enjoy. Like, share, subscribe, catch us on YouTube, leave comments, do what you do. And peace. Yo, what up? No, we rolling. Peace world. Peace world. All our upgraders, Bitcoiners. This is Upgrade America. On this show, we teach you about Bitcoin, how it relates to current events. Happy Easter, or more appropriately put, Happy Resurrection Day for those who believe. Yo, I'm Cameron Ra. You already know what it is. Here with CJ, the Day Slayer. Got a wonderful show for you today. Tell us what's happening. How you doing, bro? Damn good, blessed, grateful, all that good stuff. Shout out to uh, Dirt Dunkel Meister, my homeboy from the 843 Swamp Foxes. Also, Air Force vet, you know. Peace. Present. Or air power. You know, space power. AEF. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> um. Yeah, we're going to talk about the NYC shooting. We're going to talk about things regarding that. We're going to talk about NBA playoffs coming up, potential boxing match, a legendary boxing match popping up. You know, I dabble in boxing here and there. Um, And then we're going to fill in the rest of the program or whatever we see fit. But for our headline, we're talking about Bitcoin fitness. And will you get paid to work out in Bitcoin? So let's just jump into it. Will you get paid in Bitcoin to work out? For those who don't know, you need a lot of energy to generate online Bitcoin. The Bitcoin protocol transmutes energy into digital wealth. If solar wind people or what have you can produce enough energy to power a small computer, in theory, you can mine Bitcoin. So... This simple code is rivaling gold and it's taking shots at the stock market too. So, pew, pew. Watch out, S&P 500. But can the sweat of your brow earn you BTC? Well, according to MIT graduate and MicroStrategy CEO, Michael Saylor, he's also a Bitcoin advocate, he said that elite athletes can only generate 11 cents of energy a day. That's roughly a kilowatt. An average person produces a lot less. Still, there are organizations like Mithra, I'll I'll see if I can drop the link there in the description, but they believe that the human body heat is is enough to fill the world's energy demand. So their website suggests that the body heat of 7 billion people amounts to 3.33 terawatts, or how much energy the United States uses. Oh, this shit. is one solution to, to harness people power. But what if we had gyms where people could work out on machines designed to harness energy? It wouldn't be a single effort. The power would be combined. So imagine treadmills where people could pedal to earn Bitcoin. Pull machines where brute force could be used to lift heavy magnets on copper rails to generate power. American Brilliance will produce wireless solutions for all the free weight lifters. Imagine piezoelectric mats. Piezoelectricity is where you have crystals, and when you step on them or produce pressure, they generate energy. There's so many ways that we can generate energy. But what's most important is what do we do with that power? The most obvious answer is mine Bitcoin, pay the people, and upgrade America. So Mm. I got one more segment, and this is to our fans and the feds. So... Please take note. We need to ensure our that we insource our, our energy and innovation. We already see what's going on with Russia and China and relations with, with energy right now. We need to focus on keeping 100% of that power inside. The federal government needs to host an energy fair. Invite Elon Musk too. It'll be fun. The purpose is to encourage private companies and citizens to compete, to create energy harnessing equipment, make it fun and festive and open to the public, 
with rounds of elimination and such. And, you know, if we make it competitive where people use their own ideas, like, hey, we can and we can harness energy like this. Some people will come with hamsters. Some people will come with like hamster wheels. Some people will come with all different types of ways of harnessing energy. It, it will be really great for America. Just one last segment. Mm-hmm. Now, now this is the time to call upon the genius of our fellow Americans to aid us in these times of peril. A Space Force commander, Jason Lowry, said so elegantly, war is a power projection game. Whoever harnesses the most energy wins. So we're on the verge of being sandwiched between Russia and China. We need Bitcoin for the sake of our sovereignty to defend and upgrade America. I'm done ranting. Over to you, CJ. Um, interesting. Like, I think the one thing that was interesting, what you said with that, was how much energy we use. How was that measured? Like, you said uh, something. Terawatts. I've never heard it. Terawatts? Yeah. Huh. I can't give you. Um, I'm learning a lot about energy because I'm working yeah. with lithium batteries for this electric motorcycle thing. Gotcha. I don't know. I can't really put it into perspective what a terawatt is, but how it was compared was that 3.33 terawatts is what the United States uses. It didn't mention if that's what we use in a day or a month okay. or have you. So I don't have those details. Pardon. Um. Yeah, that was just interesting, and I do agree that domestically we need to innovate and cultivate and encourage and finance this innovation in all aspects of life, and we also brought this up on season one and season two, actually, and uh, that ties into Skyward, because that's part of the, you know. You already know. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just sitting there listening. I was thinking, like, man, this all the shit we've been talking about for <laughs> like three years. Like, this is what we're talking. But I think we're seeing this shift to find this innovation to start moving that direction. And it, all these events, especially the blip, are causing us to have to adjust, um, especially as a superpower. Um, but how do you but feel? I think- about the, go ahead. Oh no, you speaking of adjustments, it's like it's better to make them gradually than to make them radically. But if we gradually find ways, hey, we can get a little bit of power over here, a little bit of power over here. And because the demand for it is just increasing. So this is a fun fact. And this was very shocking to me. We talk about EMP, electromagnetic pulses. So when you think about nuclear weapons, what do you think the casualty radius is? I'm sorry, the casualty rate for that is if there's mm-hmm. nuclear strike on America, even the East Coast. East Coast um, depends on where you're hitting it, but if you hit anywhere northeast, you pretty much wiping that out. All those tri-state area, that's wiped out. A good, well-placed nuke, yeah, that's wiped I out. I could see the devastation being, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking more like 70%. There are calculations okay. with the EMP that the casualty rates in America would be 90%. Mm. And then when you think about just, and this is just from the power going out, there's no, that yeah. it would effectively result in 90% casualty rates in, in, in America. It's, we, we, power is so critical and that's why we mm-hmm. need to uh, we need to have diversify how we're getting it but Absolutely. sure you have the sun right then, but sometimes you will not get all that power from the sun so we need wind but we need to get it from if people have to do their part then we have to do our part but yeah power is the purest form of currency upgrade America <laughs> Uh, how do you feel about the NYC shooting? Like, that's kind of why, because, you know, that's my roots, the Bronx, New York represent. Um, but I love the train. So, like, to hear that, like, a word, like, <laughs> this is what yeah. we doing? I love the train, too. I love New York. Is that the... Good that's what's up. Right there. Like, yeah. I love it. In Brooklyn, I lived in the Bronx. I rode the train like practically every day. Go to school in Divide, uh, New York. Yeah. But um, when I did ride the train, it always had me paranoid. 
because it was a uh, it's congested for one so it is an interest uh, an area of interest for for a terrorist attack Mm-hmm. And like when I used to ride the train and I, and I would see people leaving bags, like huge bags, I'm like, yeah, like um, excuse me, like what the heck is this? Because I'm like, you know, it, it was shocking to, to, to say the least, seeing the footage, hearing about it. And um, it's a lot to process. It's yeah. a lot to process. It sucks what happened. Fortunately, I, was anyone killed? I don't think anybody's killed. They were just injured. Like 20 people were injured, I believe. But I don't think there are any fatalities. So that's always a plus. But the PTSD from this for the people who were directly involved. Yeah. And for the city and the nation as a whole is going to be, there's going to be a lot of post-traumatic stress. People are going to be, I could see some reluctancies for public, to ride public transportation. Obviously there's going to be cops posted on uh, every train. Mm -hmm. But um, how does it reflect on Black America? That's what uh, when I I'm like, right. oh, okay, the suspect okay. is black. So, everyone is everyone hates yeah. this guy, and it's like, how does that reflect on, on Black America? There's a lot of stuff in processing. How they found the suspect, the mask suspect, so quickly. Something I'm still processing, like. And then uh, the use of, I guess, the smoke grenades are considered, like, explosive devices. So then you already have the, you've seen a lot of FBI yellow jackets on scene. So you have a terrorism thing right there. I'm very curious how this develops. What about you, man? I know this hits close to home, like you said, it's going to boogie down. Yeah, it's, I mean, people <laughs> from the Bronx wild, but still, like, not... I don't see them doing this. Like this dude had something else going on, honestly. Um he bounced around, he had some he had a record. Um nothing real crazy, but he had a lot of bunch of misdemeanors and stuff. Um I don't know. As far as black America, we get blamed for everything anyway. Like there's a saying that anytime a black person does anything, it's always reflective of the whole community compared to other ethnic groups where that's just an individual. So I agree. my mind state has shifted at this point in life to where he's just an individual. He just happens to be black. So I want to share, uh, expand on there, just, just how I see it, that there's this they say black perception spectrum or karma or whatever so it's like for every i don't know bad thing that a black person does it takes away from the good thing but i don't know like Barack obama running for president i think that was a big leap on the the perception karma scale but here's where i would like to push back or ask you a question rather when was the last time a, a black person was directly involved in a terrorist attack? Mm. And what do you, if you want to count the serial sniper, which is you could. Yeah. You could. And you could count all serial. I mean, I guess while this does, it, it does come off of terror, particularly with the use of uh, incendiary mm-hmm. devices, whether it's smoke bombs or not, there does seem to be some links to mental illness. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I, for the question, when was the last time a, a black person was directly involved in that? And do you think this counts as that? This will, honestly, this will be counted as that. And then on top of that, it's it's very tricky because I'm thinking of Chris Dorner. I'm thinking of uh, what's the dude out in Dallas? The Marine. Uh, yeah. The name escapes me, but I recall the. It was like he went by Micah, Micah X or something, or something like that. I can't remember. But outside of the in the DC sniper, outside of them, but then you remember we covered in what season two, season one. Even if we're just arming ourselves for self-defense and. Mm-hmm 
practicing things we're considered terrorists like black identity extremists we're already labeled that without even doing anything like just doing our second amendment rights like it showed in the documentary i think we both watched it a while back that the dude was like yo they harassing us like and we're doing the same thing that said white militias are doing we're not doing anything different right but you're you're coming to approach me to do investigation you're looking at all my stuff why are you not doing that with these guys to be fair it's more attention on them now based on incidents that we reported on what season two <laughs> the michigan governor and then yeah, january i was 6th. getting ready to say they made the, that scene very hot with uh, the incident in michigan so um it's not common i i look at this is how i look at it when I say black Americans have been trying every way not to use violence to get correction and justice and equality. That's our culture, justice and equality. That's what we do, right? Well, when both fails, what else is there left to do when both fails constantly? We just saw what, what was a couple other shootings recently. Uh, unjustified un, uh, shooting. I forgot. Was it Minnesota or somewhere else? The kid got shot at home or something. I don't recall. I think I yeah, it was recent. It was like maybe a week ago, a couple weeks ago, or something like that. And this like another. Weird. That's another case of. And, and I get that. This is to get killed. Like I get that, and I really yeah. do, and it sucks for the individual who was killed, and the family, and everything. But before, before before anyone resorts to violence I think you have to mm-hmm. recreate Black Wall Street buy oh, the private land buy the private land make it private property when you have private property you hire security your security your private security is your law enforcement so you will hide that private you will hold that private security accountable for any just any just shootings that are happening in your private property. Like, this is what black people need to do. Buy up a town, build skyward. Like, this is what we need to do before we resort to violence, because no one's gonna win from that. Yeah. There'll be a lot of losses on, on both sides, and no one wants that. Mm-hmm. So, as last resource, I think we need to build that Black Wall Street and secure it, because that is where Black Wall Street failed in the past. They did not have adequate security. Facts. Had that in place, then history would be a bit different today. If we are going to reenact that, then peacefully, let's um, you know, take that approach. And that's what we need. There's so many powerful people in the black community. You mentioned Tyler Perry, Jay Z got a lot of bread. It ain't nothing to grab a a bunch of land in the desert, get some lithium batteries, some solar panels, and hey, look, we got a community out here. They built it in Vegas freaking i don't know let's call it the 1900s early 1900s yeah look it's 2022 you need to think that we can't create something new mm-hmm. like let's do that before we uh you know yeah i got um and you you're talking economics which is awesome that's actually with economics, you have power, and that's where the the guy, uh, the real estate mogul developer, uh, what's his name, Don Peebles, was yeah. describing when he was talking about what he looks at as as reparations for Black America, and it's basically equity and economics, um, in facets of life that we are representative of, and like he broke it all down, but it was really good. But in essence, I mean. He did, this dude did that on the subway. He's gonna pay the penalty. Um, as far as legis- legislation, um, I don't know, what do you think? Cause I mean, New York is one of the strictest gun you states. You can't even have guns there to begin with. Yeah. I, I don't wanna sweep this guy on his rug. It's like, I really think you gotta examine his mental health. Yeah. And it's like, when you're committing acts of terrorism, for like political religion and all that other stuff it's like 
is one thing, but I, I think there should be some mental health investigation into that. But I don't know if you mentioned before, but I did read there was some racial thing as well. Do you have any information on victims? Uh oh, you talking about the statement from the uh, suspect, right? I think uh, he made. I didn't statement. hear the statement from the suspect. I heard he was online, like he was online making videos saying a bunch of racial stuff before this happened. I'm looking real quick because I thought I read that. Let me see. But to answer your question, as far as legislation, they already have. It's just going to be, I believe, right now in place. They have mm-hmm. a three-year minimum for gun charges in New York. Like you're gonna do three years there, but it's, they're most likely gonna gonna raise that. But I could see this increasing security on the MTA, whether private or uh, by the NYPD. It's gonna result in more security, stricter gun laws. I mean, stricter laws. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so said posted hate, angry, hate-filled rants, including homophobia, misogyny, offensive comments targeted at Blacks, Hispanics, and Whites. Anti-Semitic diatribes expressed grievances at persons who wronged him. Man, he was just hitting everybody and claimed to have PTSD. So, um... They said his beliefs are linked to Black nationalism, but... That's interesting. Said he implied that a race war was imminent, that white people and black people should not have any contact with each other. And he characterized the situation of African Americans as in American Auschwitz. The seed has already been planted for a Nazi party to rise in this country again, and I believe it will. So this is kind of, I guess, his uh, philosophy, what he's thinking. And that is my concern Mm -hmm. I don't think this is big enough to be a catalyst for a race war Mm -hmm. but um, in were some type of event to occur on any side and I know it's easier said than done but we people should do their best not to be triggered by it So that's interesting. Like I said, he's definitely gonna get hit with some hate crime stuff. Yeah, they're gonna hit it. And I guess the part I am curious about is how hard they're gonna hit him because we've seen white folks not get hit with nothing. Didn't um the girl just murder her boyfriend, her black boyfriend, recently? Um, she was like OnlyFans star or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or um, I was gonna say if that if you're referring to that murder. Yeah, I'm know, trying to remember. I thought that just happened, so I don't know if it's enough time has elapsed for a verdict to be produced. Okay, but, I, I don't another, know. Maybe this stuff I'll happens all another, the time. I give you another example. Sorry to cut you off. The Aubrey case, no, cool. right? Ahmad Aubrey case. How hard they were trying to not make that a hate crime when it was clearly a hate crime. That's an example of the justice system not being fair. Like, at least in some aspects, we know it's not fair. It's based on money. But I gotta push back because we had that discussion before. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until the footage was released Mm -hmm. to hear some racial slur being said that it was declared a hate crime. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Because if if you just want to look at the raw data. Yeah, because yeah. Because you could typically cut and paste a person of any other race with the events with, that would happen. Hey, person is doing this, uh, that they followed, and then he got shot. But once they injected the racial language in there, that the guy who was recording, I think mm-hmm. that's what linked it to being the hate crime. I got you on that part. I'm saying just the aspect that they were trying to appeal and try to say, like, try to brush it off, like, not a hate crime. I think, I think in the further part of the case, like once they started getting sentenced and all this, like that fight, granted defense is supposed to fight for their clients, yes, but right. it's just interesting how like it takes all of this, like the family having to keep their foot on the necks of the feds to make sure this stuff sticks. Like, yo, like having to still do that, even though we have all the evidence and everything overwhelmingly. 
So I'm just looking at that aspect. I want to see how this case plays out from that aspect. Um, thank goodness nobody was hurt, but you still fucked up. Like, just frankly. <laughs> um, I mean, people got hurt, but... I mean, I mean, killed. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no one, no one was killed. Yeah. And again, it's just like... I cringe when I see this because, as I mentioned, it's the ideology behind it. It could trigger other people to go back and forth because there are people on who are waiting for such an incident for that. Those uh, yeah. quote unquote the Boogaloo boys are I, yeah quote their uh, their philosophy, but I do call it. I think they're waiting for some civil war or what. Not the motives behind it. I, I know not, but um, yeah, that happened <laughs> in New York, and it will never be the same. Yeah, it won't. And it's sad because New York's been through enough. And like, besides the blip, and then September 11th, obviously, like, yeah. But this also raises the point of during the blip, having that lockdown too long. And how that contributed to mental health. For the nation, you got to think nationwide, especially areas that was really locked down, locked down. Like I was very fortunate. I was in Florida. We was really only locked down hardcore for like two months. I think Texas was bare, if even locked down. And then Georgia was like back and forth. But they were pretty loose as well. So I think we were like the only states that was pretty much just doing what, doing what we do. There was, um, from my perspective, it was all the red states did not care like i was in jersey in the initial part of the lockdown and then i think it was just like forget this i'm going to see mount rushmore so me and my lovely lady we drove across the nation and you know we we, we stopped in all these red states people still eating at perkins and denny's and stuff i'm like oh wow like you guys don't care and then you go back to the other states and they're doing all this just weirdness but um, you, you did mention that uh, there's something there's a lot going on in boxing right now. Yeah, so Errol Spence Jr. I forgot what weight class. All you boxing aficionados will know all that stuff. I just know kind of like basic. Um, he just beat another. I think he was Cuban or Puerto Rican. I can't remember Ugas or something like that. He just beat him, and Errol Spence Jr. just survived like not too long ago. I think it was last year. Survived a car accident and almost lost one of his eyes. He had to get surgery and like rehab and get himself back into fighting. So they were saying that he might not have been able to fight again. So he was very lucky. Um, and then you have, go ahead. Um, oh no, I'm just saying very fortunate, but at the same time, you have to have drive to really want that and, and push yourself to recover. Absolutely. And like, if you look at it, you wouldn't even think he got in an accident and all that. So it's like, wow. So one of the other like undisputed champions, so to speak, is Terrence Crawford. And I just watched a documentary on him this morning, like kind of getting a little more background. That dude's a monster. He fights Southpaw and Orthodox. So it's like, originally Southpaw? No, I think he was originally orthodox and then i think he broke his hand at some point and his trainer was like nah you we gotta wait till you heal he's like nah i'm gonna keep fighting so that's how he developed his southpaw and it was like oh that's wild like and now he fights both like he'll, some, he'll just switch in the match some fighters will because there's actually an advantage i'm a natural southpaw but there's an advantage to that because most people are conditioned to fighting orthodox fighters so when they see jabs coming from the other end, like, boom, they're like, whoa, I was expecting that coming up here. So some fighters will not let you fight. Even if you're a natural southpaw, they'll be like, no, you have to fight orthodox. So yeah. but that's good that be uh, ambidextrous for school. Yeah, man, he's a monster. I was watching his fights and watching his journey, and his story is very interesting. And, um, man, he's a monster. He trains in Colorado. Yeah, in the mountains, yeah. Uh, I thought that was fascinating. I thought of you. I was like, yeah, man, Cam talking about Colorado and stuff. And I was talking about that this year for a trip. And um, yeah, so I want to see that fight happen. That's that's one fight I'll pay for. Um, I heard this last fight was really good. 
it came down, I think, the 10th round, TKO, I think. I think it was 10th round, something like that. So what did the documentary stream on? I just caught it on YouTube, some channel. I might have to send it to you. It was some channel. I just, because I was looking for the highlights of last night's fight, and I stumbled across it. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, so the same day, right, of that shooting in New York, right? Mm -hmm. Georgia passed same day. Now Sign. was it a result? I don't know, but I find the timing crazy, right? Signed a bill into law Tuesday makes it legal for most residents to carry a concealed firearm without a license. It was the same day as that shooting. And ironically, last week we were just talking about this. I I'm I'm for it, and I, I'm like the the role of law enforcement. It's I I, I appreciate it. You know, we are defenders, cool. Former cool. defenders, so it's like we got a uh, we we got some admiration for for LA, but we know y y your area of responsibility can't be aired everywhere at once. So for more citizens to to lawfully carry weapons and I think it's a good idea here's the thing I, with that law they need to push for more education on, on guns not required education but it would be nice to you know throw it out there be like okay now you know more people are going to be carrying guns let's make sure they, they know how to do it safely yeah not only that have it in commercials locally local news you can easily do that hey make sure you lock your guns make sure you do that just have a whole campaign of that that's the easiest way put it on social media like hit all the uh, platforms but while you while um while we're on that and that's a brilliant idea have you ever seen an nra commercial like a, a quick 10 second commercial i would like to see that hey like Know what's behind your target. Lock up your guns. Put weapon safety uh, commercials, you know, and yeah, that would be a um, start. You have to like kind of go look for. I've never seen it on live TV, like local TV or something like that. Granted, mostly everybody streams now, but nah. Now I'm thinking about it, no, I haven't. Well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take the initiative, you know, and and push this into the education system like take Ukraine as a historical example of why we need to be educated in firearms to defend the homeland yes and, um, this should be ingrained into our culture it should also be ingrained in our culture that you respect the next man because you don't know if respect the next person because you don't know if they're strapped or not and you know maybe and you know under in cj's grand vision where he <laughs> told me about everyone having guns the world will be a better place i'm just saying like think about it though you know this if you and law enforcement come talk to say a criminal element i'm not going to just single anybody out criminal element you know they're armed aren't you going to walk up with a reverence of respect versus just talking shit because they can take you out too i think and that's the the great equalizer the gun is the great Absolutely. um yeah I, I i totally agree on that 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 is why you know there's that level of respect you know amongst that but i would like to see that in humanity but yeah and it sounds you know it sounds all like i don't want to say barbaric but when you go back to the time where the average, well, not swords were expensive back then, but if you had money, like you, you had a sword to, to defend your person and property. Maybe. Yeah, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, maybe the, the everyone holding a, a, a firearm is similar to that. Well, I think in a sense too. Think about our nation, though. We talk about this all the time. We believe in the Second Amendment. We have more guns than people. Why not? I mean, that's so ingrained in our culture. Why not have it safe? Just that's our culture is guns. Like, let's just be honest. Like, that's just American culture about guns. So yes, it but it's like we we have to be even more honest and objective. Yeah, it, it's not going to be a clean 
everyone has guns, the world is a better place. No, it's going to create new issues and problems. Mm-hmm. And it's more or less we have to just continually strive to, to upgrade America. Because not everyone is not everyone is a good apple. Like even though the ratios are small, like let's just say it's ninety nine point nine percent of Americans are, are, are good gun wielding citizens. That small fraction of a percent is significant enough to mess it up for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what's best practice? Well, isn't this the equalizer? Isn't this what we were talking about the other week? Like, okay, if everybody's holding, now even for bad guys, damn, they holding too. Yes, you're right. It, it's, you know, like, I'm looking at it like, because you can't get rid of the black market that's always going to be there, you know, so. You strengthen it with your gun restrictions and who uses the black market? Criminals. So it's like, you make it more accessible now because, yeah, so you have to keep that in mind. It's, it's a slippery slope, bro. But I think it's, it's like, whatever, and I don't want to say whatever, the repercussions are the ability to defend your person and to have a physical check and balance against totalitarianism it's worth it it's worth it do you think i'm curious do you think how many states you think will get on board with this kind of legislation that are not red uh so Let's, let's get into conspiracy theories. Like, the Democrats are always, obviously, they want to disarm us for their totalitarian objective, whatever. So it's like, at the same time, that we can use their propaganda. Oh, look at Ukraine. Look at Ukraine. You don't want that to happen to us if we can build the legislation on that, draft legislation exclusively for, like, home defense. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe even throw some funding in it. Get some funding for people to get your own uh, AR-15 yeah. for home defense. I mean, I'm sorry, for homeland defense. What have you. I don't know. You, to answer your question, how many blue states would, would get on involved? Difficult to say because it almost seems like some red states are shifting towards being gun friendly. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I don't know. What's up? What's up, Rob? You good? My fan from my old job. Yo. Definitely two way. Eh? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think they're gonna have to come around because think about it. Like, would you say America's half and half with red and blue? If you had to say, like, it's about half, or is it more red than blue? I can't remember. Hmm. I would say because remember, it's like it might be more. <laughs> It's really the cities that hold down the blue. Yeah. It's like, there's definitely more rural. There's more red than blue. But it's like, the cities, the blues are stronger. That makes sense. Because when you really think about when you drive across America, the majority of it is farmland. It's rural farmland. Mm -hmm. Like, coast to coast. So you're thinking the majority of that, I'm just taking a guess at they're voting red. Like, those areas. However, the constant, the densely concentrated blue areas, blue states, whatever, they have a, they have a lot of power. Let me see if I can see kind of a map. I'm just trying to see. Um, it's going to be a quick search. And that information I read from earlier was Wikipedia. So just so people know, just a quick look at something. Yeah, it looks like overwhelmingly like Republican states. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just uh, no. Nah, hold on, that's the wrong kind of map. Um, hold on. Okay, I'm just trying to find a good representation. Yeah, it looks like you're right though. Democrats got them stronghold states though. <laughs> but it's, it's it's yeah it's. And that's why it's difficult to say if we're in a a real democracy. 
well, we're not in a real democracy. We're like, we have a decent democracy score, but we're not in a true democracy. Because when you have the weights and everything with the electoral college and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. If you think it was true democracy, you see the statistics of what's really bleeding red. Do you think it would be voting turnout would be overwhelmingly in the, the Republican favor? I guess. I mean, because like just looking at the map right real quick. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think I counted, if I count it right, um, 19 Democratic states, right? So the rest is Republican. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I think, I don't know. I think it might be a little mis, no, nah, characterized a little bit. So it, it might be a little, I think it's kind of split because I'm looking at the map now and I think Michigan is blue, if I remember correctly. In your your personal preference, uh-huh. you want a real democracy? Mm, that's a great question. Now remember that we're minorities in this thing. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I mean, that's why we had the checks and balances, because, yeah, we're not getting hurt if if that's the case. Granted, we're in a democratic republic, for those that don't know, because we're not in a true democracy. So, um, oh, that's a great question. I mean, how it's constructed now. Of, when I feel the pulse of America, mm-hmm. sometimes I think... No, no, I don't. I wouldn't want a true, true democracy because it's um. Both sides are. Uh, they have the ability for such great overreach. Whether it's the left, which is they don't care about their your body, or we're just gonna shove stuff in you and you're gonna take it and love it, or yeah. the right you can't do this with your body you're gonna have that baby that was forced upon you in circumstances where it's rape and you can't get abortions in in certain states so there's a lot of i don't know true democracy is is kind of scary the checks and balances though you would have to you would have to eliminate a lot of stuff like lobbying like all this like if you started eliminating and term limits for everything like you would have to start yeah if you do that then we can have a true democracy like if we don't if we get rid of like if we do all that and then um what's the other thing i'm thinking uh uh if the our vote actually counts you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like you go off the popular vote. You don't go off all the other shit. Like you go off of your vote. I don't know. What stop us from from electing a, a, a bad Hitler and like if that's what the people want? I don't know. I just know for us to have a true democracy, they would have to do all those changes. Taking the pulse. In general pool of, of the average person do you think and I don't mean to insult anybody but like is are, are we I think the average person would if it really came down to it it would be a popularity contest it, that's how we would end up with celebrity more celebrity presidents and, and, and whatnot I don't know but I think there's we gotta do some tweaking to the system. And Absolutely, that's, a, that's that's all we've been talking about is upgrade America <laughs> 2.0. Now at this point, you know. Um, what was the other thing? We should be coming up on time, right? Yeah, and and I did want to close it on some philosophy, particularly okay. it is Easter Sunday, and you know, we just could you share your experience about uh, the Resurrection Day? Nah, just that's what people were saying i guess i've never really heard it used that much like i was looking on twitter or elsewhere and i was seeing resurrection day more so than 
or just as much as Happy Easter. So I thought that was fascinating. And I think it's, um, it is fascinating to me because when you really look like historically what Easter is, it's the goddess Estar. And it's a rabbit goddess of fertility who what particular uh, culture worshipped her in the past I forget but mm-hmm. we're still resonating these ancient deities today mm-hmm. 21st century but what has been uh, a lot of Christian holidays have been merged with pagan holidays so the transition to the new deity would be a lot easier so I, I, I want to ask you before I read this like what are your beliefs on Jesus do you think there's any truth to the story um i don't know because you know what it's, it makes me think of uh that show what was that show we watched um, um the messiah yes that was that was a great show i haven't seen any more of it since nah, i think it i think it was one season and done one too and much done. controversy yeah it was good though it made you question stuff that's kind of how i look at the Jesus story, I guess, so to speak, is like that show kind of is how I look at it, like, what well, this dude just is him. So and not, he's okay. not mainstream, he's his own person, and he's just trying to do something a different way. That's kind of how I looked at it based on that show. That's kind of like in my head. So let me let me ask you another question. Do you think that people in this reality are capable of extraordinary things like Jesus, like Buddha, and, and other people mentioned across multiple cultures. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that. Interesting. I'm, that's, that's very... I, I, I too believe as well. And I want to share my Jesus theory. Okay. So, I believe that Jesus mastered his body. He was fit because he was a carpenter. He also mastered his mind, and he was showing poor people how to do the same. When you look at his multitudes, yeah, he did have a tax collector with him, but he had fishermen. He had low working class people in the multitudes. So when you read about his miracles, he multiplied food. I don't recall how many loaves it was, but the Sermon on the Mount, this was like a sermon where there's like they're on a mountain over 5,000 people. And like, yo, they had nothing to eat. And my time in Colorado, hiking mountains is some serious business. Like, you hike up there, you want a burger when you come down. But people were up there, they're hungry. You got 5,000, a whole mob of people. They're hungry and angry. He took, I believe it was two fish and two loaves of bread. It might have been three. I can be off the numbers. But anyways, he broke them and multiplied it. And they say that he fed 5,000 people with mm-hmm. two pieces of fish and bread. And this is a miracle, that that people uh, have seen and he healed the cripple he gave sight to the blind they say that jesus turned water to wine he cast out demons or mental illness and even brought a man back from the dead and i can only imagine that this anomaly was a, a threat to national security or imperial security at, to, to the roman empire and who killed Jesus? The Romans did. They killed him on, on a cross. And now this is a symbol of, of salvation. So the scriptures say that he rose from the grave and lives on forever. And it is a fascinating story about a, a benevolent man who was, who was all powerful. When you, when you read descriptions, the scriptures like the Romans had him at sword point ready to, to, to arrest him. And he's like, yo. You know, I can call down 12 legions of angels. Like, I don't have to do this. He, he He's allowing, he humbled himself mm-hmm. to, to, to be allowed to, you know, to be su- subdued by, by mere mortals. So that's admirable. But the kicker is that um, the same government that killed Jesus, they, uh, they published the Bible. And that's the official dogma of the, uh, they, the Roman Empire, the people who killed Jesus gave the world the Bible. So that is a conflict of interest. But at the same time, I believe, like, I believe a man such as Jesus did exist. You know, and he learned to master his mind. He was killed for national security. And his main message was that, like, we can be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. We can 
walk on water, move mountains. The, the, the best scripture in, in the Bible is that the faith of a mustard seed can move mountains. Well, some say that's hyperbole. I, I genuinely believe it. Like, have you seen Lucy? Oh, that movie, that sci-fi joint, right? Yeah, about using more than 10% of your brain or using all of your brain and accessing your subconscious. We don't even know with over, like, how do you say, how many millennia of medical studies, we don't even know how the human body works, let sure. alone the, the, the infinite realms of the mind. So, you know, perhaps people in the past have done this and mm-hmm. achieved great things, but I believe if such a person were to arise again, <laughs> the empire would would destroy that person. But what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, like we saw, we saw, you know, I was thinking in my head, right, as you're mentioning, you're going down this list of things, right? I thought of Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. I thought of Malcolm X. I'm just thinking of these figures popping up when you're describing like all these things Jesus did, right? I'm sitting here like, huh, what happened to all of them? Huh. But all these powerful figures have been killed. Gandhi as well. But it's like, when you think about humanity, we're on this spectrum. And sure, yo, Dr. King was here. And maybe Mother Teresa may have been over here. Yeah. But you think if this spectrum of, of, of righteousness and power could be matched out, is that what Jesus would be at the end as individual? And again, it's all I can do is, is is perceive. I don't see Jesus as a as a white man with blue eyes. So yeah. I, I believe that he that he had locks. Mm-hmm. I believe that you know he, when you read about him, they said his hair was long and like wool. So. It, he didn't even own a comb, so I believe he had, he had locks and I don't know, man. It's uh, we're capable of so much. There's hints in that in the in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Dig but Happy Resurrection Day for for everyone who anyone who's participating in that. And yo, be blessed and follow your dreams. That's all I got, bro. That's it, man. Happy Easter Sunday to all. Hope everybody's well. You know, enjoying their families. Um, get out, do something nice, relax. I'm gonna do something nice after this. Just hang out, relax, and then come back study, and then put this lovely program up for your consumption. World, you know. Shout out to Meekness One on IG Live. Shout out to IG Live, all y'all popping in. Um, yeah, that's it, man. That's all I got. Well, again, nothing but blessings over here. Um, you know, humanity is great. Life is great. We have the opportunity to do some really great things. We can start by upgrading America. We'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.